Welcome to the Luke Podcast. This episode, I'm lucky enough to sit down with uh, the legendary Chris Myers with Fox Sports. Uh, Chris talks about his journey uh, to being a, uh, the broadcaster he is today. We have a little bit of technical difficulties um, at the beginning, so uh, the podcast interview will start with Chris talking, uh, and the rest of it will be fine. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. This is the Loop Podcast. I hope you enjoy. I got into local TV and local talk radio and sports radio, and then uh, it took off from there as, as uh, the sports media business has uh, has evolved. So it's uh, kind of been a long journey, but a fun a fun journey. Some of those really fun interviews as a kid. I mean, really, when I think about it, Muhammad Ali and Don Shula, and then you you go from there to where we are now, and, and it's uh, it's been kind of an amazing uh, an amazing stretch of time in the sports media business. Well, you have you have uh, made yourself known as an iconic voice uh, in sports broadcasting uh, and an iconic person in sports broadcasting. So, what have you done to set yourself apart uh, from others that that gets you uh, uh, at the top of the, the the food chain? I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, and thank you for the voice. Some people, you know, it's my natural voice. I didn't really go to. to speech classes or things like that. I mean, I have that, but the, the voice is the thing, and you, you can work on your speech patterns and delivery, but if, if you're blessed with a voice, you, you have it and you run with it, although I can't I can't sing with, with the darn, but that that came that came with it, and then I, I would say that, you know, you say, what what do you do? You know, there's some basic things that I think really apply to any job, and, I, uh, and that's, you know, work hard and, and, and be on time, get along with people, and really kind of do more than the job requires and that good things happen and I I've always felt that if you like what you're doing right whether you're painting or, or whether you're a landscaper if you're really into it you you don't see this work you're thinking about it you're trying to do it better you're happy to do it yeah you want to get paid and rewarded uh, for what's uh, for what's fair uh, but but those things come if you really dive into what you do and sometimes yes you need breaks you need people to help you along the way and that's why I have often return that uh, helping young broadcasters uh, along the way through the business uh, from different networks and local TV and that type of thing. So there were people that spotted and said, hey, you work hard. Hey, kid, you want to come do this? For example, that radio station story. And then and then the local TV station heard me on the radio and said, hey, do you want to come do this? And then, you know, you, you work hard and you do things and, and, uh, and then other people notice and sometimes you catch a break here or there. So those are those are some of the basics. I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time at certain times in the sports business, the growth of ESPN, and then the growth of Fox Sports, and, and so I'm really grateful for that. But yes, I, I, those are kind of the those are kind of the bank, the, the basics, and then distinguishing yourself. That's really for uh, to people, other people to notice. Uh, but if you you know if you do your job, and, and I think being consistent, you know, just like sports teams that everybody can win every once in a while, but if you're as consistent uh, as you can be over a period of time, doing the right things or, or the best job, even if it's not perfect, and even if there are a few mistakes, then I think people will uh, will, will find that comforting and, and, and trust you when you're a broadcaster calling games or working in sports. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, early on you had a, a knack for. Uh, interviewing and and you were you love stats and things like that. So have you always wanted to be a sports broadcaster? Yeah, I think I think I, I once I latched on to sports uh, as a youngster and I wasn't very good playing it, but watching. I grew up in a TV era of TV sports, and so I, I yeah I thought boy the announcing part would be really fun. Not not so much the playing part. I always admire uh, what what athletes do on the field in, in any sport and how hard they work to get there. 
But I, I think the part about interviewing people and listening to people and, and just talking to people, that came from a different side of there wasn't as much sports media then growing up. In other words, shows and talk shows and interview shows. But I, but I did stay up and watch late-night interview shows or mid-afternoon or morning interview shows, and I liked the way that I, it's funny, I would listen to the person being interviewed, but I'd also pay close attention to the, the person asking the questions, leading the conversation. And, you know, are they rude? Are they are they really getting the, the right information out? How comfortable is the person they're talking to with them? And I, I think without really realizing that, and coming from a big family and then being around friend, friends and relatives uh, and, and kind of interviewing them, I had two older sisters and their boyfriends would come over and I'd interview them before they'd go out. And, and I didn't realize I was kind of training my, myself uh, for what I would do later in sports, whether it be a lengthy format or, or the CMI, the Chris Myers interview podcast, which is on podcast one or on Fox Sports when I'm doing a, a pregame show with baseball or, or at a football game in the Super Bowl where you chase down a player and you get a couple of minutes with him after after his uh, amazing comeback or uh, crushing defeat. So that's kind of where that I think that background of, of dealing with people or just having an interest and one of the top things in interviewing people is is listening to, to what they're saying because often the follow-up question, I think, is is uh, is as critical or you can get more out of the person, honestly, than maybe sometimes the original questions. Absolutely. Uh, well, you mentioned that, that you've covered uh, many different sports and you have uh, NASCAR, baseball, football. I mean, uh, any, any sport, you name it, you've done it. Um, so which sport has been your favorite sport to cover? Well, it's, it's, it's like talking about your friends who's your favorite. You're, they're all important, and I think at different times. But I, I think having grown up, you usually latch, latch onto that first old reliable, and, and it was pro football, the NFL. And, and that's something that an NFL Sunday uh, still to this day. I, mean, I, I really was always excited uh, working my, my week around that, no matter what stage I had, was in my life from a kid to a teenager to an adult and working now. Uh, games and the schedules and the matches. Of course, we have games on, on Thursdays and Mondays and other games too, but uh, that, that that kind of framing. So and, and we use the expression, you know, the, the Super Bowl of, of auto racing, the Super Bowl of dog shows. And, uh, so I, I love baseball, and, and certainly I have been around other sports, you know, covering NASCAR, uh, and it's not a knock on any of those because, as you said, I've experienced and been a fan of them all. But I think you go just go back to where it originated for me and my first love. And my roots are in, in the NFL, and, and so that that kind of comes that kind of passion comes out a little bit ahead of, ahead of every other sport with me. Uh, well, you know, you've covered all of those sports, and you've covered uh, the biggest events in all of those sports. So, is there an event uh, that you've covered that that sticks out the most to you? Yeah, well, a couple. I mean, there's two Super Bowls that jump out when you're actually working the network at the game. You're not just covering it. You know, you're not just there as, as, a, as a writer or reporter for whatever. You're, you're the broadcast of that event. So the, the world is seeing it through your lens and being a part of the Fox team. That, and I was on the Patriots sideline with the 28-3 comeback, greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl, uh, where Tom Brady and the Patriots led that and it was able to catch up with Brady and interview him right away. So so that stands out. Well, I had this most recent Super Bowl with Mahomes leading the Chiefs coming back. I was on the Kansas City sideline for Fox. Aaron Andrews worked 
the other sideline on the on the Joe Buck and Troy Aikman broadcast, and, and and just getting to him and Andy Reid. I mean, in the in the midst of all of this emotion, and then there were a couple in baseball working Fox. Uh, the, the the Red Sox breaking through to win their first World Series in more than eight decades, and then the following year the White Sox. Uh, doing doing the same, so being the field reporter for the Fox Network broadcast and catching up to the to the players and the celebration of the champagne and uh, the trophy as, as it unfolded are, are moments that, that stand out. And there's many more. I mean, there's regular season games and in football or baseball. There's NASCAR races and moments that that I've been there, and there've been some tough moments along the way. Where uh, when I was reporting at ESPN, the Earthquake World Series in '89 with the A's and Giants, and and staying on through the the Olympic bombing in Atlanta in the '96 Olympics as a young reporter, uh, those things stand out for different kinds of reasons because uh, news events supersede what's going on in sports at the time. Uh, there's a lot of good memories there, and, and that's if you get the opportunity and, and you prepare and, and then you react. I mean, that's that's what's amazing uh, about uh, getting to work in the in the sports media business. Yeah, with with Fox Sports. Uh, Many of the events, NASCAR races, uh, NFL games, and things like that have tons of viewers uh, tune in on TV. Um, but now with the coronavirus, are you guys seeing uh, even more people tuning in to, to NASCAR events? And, and we will be seeing football here in, in a few weeks. Uh, do, we ex- do you expect to see even more people uh, tune in to the Fox Sports broadcast? Yeah, I think sports in general, I mean, some people have, have I don't want to say given up on seasons, but they're just, it's, it's out of whack in terms of their normal uh, viewing opportunities. But yes, NASCAR, with Fox did a terrific job of breaking through uh, to be one of the, if not the first televised events uh, that, that they could show given the health uh, concerns. And uh, baseball has shown viewership up and down. I, I think. Some people out of work, as, you know, some people locked in, locked down, whatever you want to call it, waiting for opportunity. Uh, and some people busy with homeschooling and working from home so they can't watch the way they normally did. But the NFL, my prediction, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb because the NFL always wins the ratings, at least in the modern era. America runs on football, and I, I think once that kicks up, and I, I, you'll see tremendous ratings, outstanding ratings. On, on the games, and, and for a number of reasons, I, and I, I've always felt uh, that, that sports is a great unifier, and it's also an escape from things, and and I, and I think for those reasons, uh, along with their team, and those who want to go that, or whether it's college or pro, uh, they'll, they'll be there for the football season, it'll be healthy, and it's not, not to ignore the other serious things that are going on in our country. Uh, but it is a nice change of pace, and when people tune into a game or a sporting event, uh, once the game is going, I think that's that's where they want their mind to be. There's plenty of other opportunities to worry about uh, what's going on in news and, and in and around the community in, in other ways, and that's very important, and people should take that very seriously. But when they want to enjoy sports, uh, I think it's a good opportunity to go to that. Therefore, I think the Rays will be very good, especially for football. Absolutely, and and we're already seeing it with NASCAR. Uh, you know, whenever I whenever I tune in and, and watch a NASCAR race, I forget about everything going on in the world because NASCAR has done sa- such a great job uh, getting uh, back to as close as to normal as they possibly can right now, uh, as far as uh, TV ratings go and things like that. Um, but you've you've done many broadcasts over the years, uh, as as we've mentioned. Um, are there certain teams? or certain people, you mentioned Tom Brady uh, and Patrick Mahomes, that, that you've loved uh, interviewing and, and working with over the years? 
Well, I love, you know, the different fellow broadcasters I've had have been terrific uh, people, whether they be analysts, you know, Jeff Gordon in the, in the booth or Daryl Walter, if you want to go back, I mean, working with, with Troy Aikman and Errol Johnson this year. I'll be on with the Brock Heward on the Fox broadcast as a three-person booth with uh, Greg Jennings, the former Packer receiver, calling NFL games. And you go back to the baseball, uh, back to the ESPN days, and not just, you know, the, the analysts, but, but fellow broadcasters. So, they jump out of me. But as far as athletes and coaches go, uh, yeah, you know, I, you just you know, appreciate it. You can tell, uh, maybe not in the stress of a situation, but in practice or sitting and, and talking to guys before games, before they get into their, their game focus, the kind of people they are and how comfortable they are. And that's one of the things I like about having the, the podcast, too, is I have time to sit and talk uh, about what brought certain players to where they are, adversity, where they are now in their lives, whether they're Hall of Famers or whether they're guys uh, still actively playing. But a couple of people, you know, jumped out through the years. I mean, Steve Young and Troy Aikman were terrific to talk to. Charles Barkley, before he became a broadcaster, was, was a great interview, which I can see this coming. has become a good friend. Bill Murray, uh, the actors, and uh, outstanding sports fan, you know, was a diehard Cubs and Bears fan and, and golf fanatic. So there's some people that you get to know a little more than others. And there's a lot of coaches along the way have really uh, been terrific people uh, beyond the, how good they are at their job, but just to talk to um, about, you know, uh, coaching and teaching and, and, and working with the motion of players. Uh, I always find that, find that fascinating. So, um, yeah, it, it depends on the moment and, and what season we're in. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to leave out owners because people like, uh, you know, Jerry Jones, going back to uh, Yankees ownership uh, through the years where you, you've had an opportunity to talk to guys who built their, their fortune uh, and, and now enjoying it as a man, Mark Cuban. You know, even though we disagree on some things, he, he's still a fascinating interview and, and an interesting person to talk to. Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about uh, your journey so far, and, and uh, I'll end on this. Uh, is there one one person or one thing that's happened uh, in your career uh, that's that's made the biggest impact on you and and where you are today? Well, that's a great question. I I think there there's a lot of little things along the way. As I said, people kind of have to. You do need some help, and you do need some breaks in, in terms of trying to. And I think it's anybody who's, who works a path to try and, and 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 become as successful as they can be. Yeah, you have to you do a lot on your own, and, and you're accountable for what happens. Uh, but I would say when I had a tough time in my life, the way people had rallied around me uh, in, in the business, uh, the, whether they be athletes, coaches, owners, uh, people I worked for at ESPN in the years or currently with Fox, I uh, had a family tragedy some time ago. And, and the fact that they were all there, it showed me that it's more than, than just a business. It, it really is a lot of good people working together in something they like. And, and that will always stand out to me, no matter what sport I'm covering or who I'm, I'm broadcasting for. Uh, well, Chris, I don't want to take any more of your time. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your uh, weekend to join me today. Uh, and and uh, you do a great job, and, and I love watching the broadcast that you're involved with. Uh, and thank you for joining me today. God, my pleasure. It was, it was good talking to you. Good luck to you, and we'll talk again sometime. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to the Loop Podcast. I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, Southern Creek Clothing Company, Cotton's Printing, and Greg Adams for Mayor. Uh, we would not be able to do this without the help of our great sponsors. Uh, great interview today with Chris Myers. Um, I'm honored that he was uh, took his time out of his vacation uh, to, to spend with me and, and do a quick interview. So uh, that's really cool. And, and he's one of those people that everybody sees on TV. 
um, every week, you know, during the NFL season, during the NASCAR season. Um, so thank you all for tuning in to the Loop Podcast. And catch us next episode. We will have Andy Bergemont, uh, the voice of the Auburn Tigers. Uh, so this is the Loop Podcast.